The Amazing Adventures of Wig Girl, Chapter 15, Facing Facts. Once she started, she was unstoppable. Charlotte spilled out her story to Cosmo with caution at first, and then complete abandon. The words tumbled out of her like dice falling from a cup, and she paid no heed. It felt good to finally talk about it. The words, when said out loud, took on different meanings, like her infatuation with Lewis, her fear of the police, her own self-perception. When she finished, she felt empty, relieved, and yet oddly liberated, as though she was finally free of an incredible burden that she had been carrying with her for not just the past few days, but years. She took a sip of wine and looked up at Cosmo. He looked back at her and laughed a hearty belly laugh. That's quite the story. Definitely worth the wait. He chuckled again and shook his head. Charlotte, I just... He broke into laughter again and then became serious. Charlotte, one thing that seems pretty serious in all of this... He paused and reflected for a moment. Well, a couple of things. Firstly, you could be in very real danger from those bank robbers. Do you really think so? Charlotte sounded scared. Cosmo nodded his head earnestly. Yes, I do. I think that the police are looking for you for your own safety. And the safety of the town, of course, if they can catch those robbers. But, Charlotte protested, I was wearing that wig. And Cosmo laughed. Yes, you were, but your picture is everywhere, and... Cosmo chuckled again. It wouldn't take much to substitute one hair color for another on a photograph. I hadn't thought of that. But Tony and Harry and Lewis, none of them recognized me. Well, you can't expect everyone to be so unobservant. And if you yourself said that you thought that Harry might have recognized you as Violet, so you can't really be sure about him. Charlotte nodded. True. Cosmo examined his glass of wine and spoke thoughtfully. Speaking of Harry, he's probably another good reason to go to the police. But he knows about the red wig. But that's not really a problem if you tell the police what happened. But what about stealing it back? Charlotte's voice had dropped into an incredulous whisper. You will have to take your chances on that. But I think that if you are willing to give it back, the shop may be inclined not to press charges. Cosmo looked at Charlotte with a fatherly expression. If you were my daughter, I would be worried about all of this. He paused. And even this Harry. You don't know. He could be dangerous. You really should go to the police. Charlotte nodded in agreement. Yes, you're probably right. I'll go right now. Would you feel better if I went with you? Charlotte looked at Cosmo with tears in her eyes. All her life, she had felt so completely alone. She didn't know how best to respond to this kindness. I don't know what to say. I've always been so... Say no more. Wait here while I get my coat. Cosmo got up from the table, taking the bottle of wine and glasses with him. It was still half full. Charlotte watched as he walked back to the bar. 
The evening staff had come in and were getting ready for their shift. He greeted each of them like family, smiling and patting them on the shoulders. Occasionally they would look in her direction, and she would quickly look down embarrassed by all of the attention. Before long, Cosmo was back at her table, his coat on and his hat in hand. Come on then, the sooner you do this, the sooner it'll be done. Charlotte tried to look brave, but could feel her stomach turn. She pulled on her coat and bundled up, drawing in a deep breath. Okay, let's go. They were silent as they walked down the street. Cosmo held her arm as though steadying her in a storm, and she was grateful for the support. It was suddenly dark and cold. Charlotte felt glad to do the right thing and be rid of all the turmoil and confusion, but she was also glad to get out of her old life that was, when she thought about it, a very lonely and not terribly happy one. So in a strange way, while the Redwick had caused her a lot of trouble, it had also helped her. And maybe that's what life was about. And if all of this turned out to be okay in the end, well, then who knew what would happen next? Charlotte drew up her shoulders and straightened her spine. She felt strong. She felt ready to go and do what she had to do. It didn't take long to get to the police station. Cosmo guided her up the stairs, and she was reminded of Tony guiding her into the restaurant on their date. She missed him, even though they had only met. Inside the station, they stopped to get their bearings. Charlotte turned to Cosmo. Do you think Tony will forgive me? Cosmo smiled gently. I think there's a pretty good chance, but don't worry about that right now. That part I can take care of. They walked up to the front desk and waited to be served. The young clerk was female and smiled brightly at them. Charlotte was relieved, for some reason, to see a woman. May I help you? Charlotte nodded. I'm the one you're looking for. The one from the bank robbery. The picture from the video. Charlotte dug into her purse and held up the red wig. I've come to... She hesitated for a moment. I'm here. It's a good thing you are, the clerk said kindly. We were very worried about you. You were? Charlotte's voice was trembling. Come on, you can talk to the officer in charge inside. The clerk led the way behind a big wooden door where she talked to another young policewoman. The policewoman extended her hand to Charlotte and then Cosmo. I'm Officer Walker. Charlotte smiled uncertainly and introduced herself and Cosmo. The officer led them to an office at the back of the room. We can talk in here. She gestured for them to sit down and pulled up a chair for herself. What is your relationship to Ms. Day, then? She addressed Cosmo. I think Charlotte had better tell you the whole story. It's a little bit complicated. He rolled his eyes to the side and shrugged his shoulders as if to say, You have to hear it to believe it. Charlotte looked from Cosmo to the policewoman. It's just that she hesitated and then decided that she was here now, so she may as well go ahead. It's just that I don't want to get into any trouble. Is there any reason that you would be in trouble? 
the policewoman asked kindly. Charlotte nodded. I stole this wig. She held up the red wig limply. Ah, the policewoman raised her eyebrows. We know about that already. So if I return it, will that be okay? Charlotte sounded scared. Probably, but I can't really promise. Her expression was reassuring. It depends on if the store presses charges or not. It is unlikely that they will if they get the wig back. If they do, the policewoman smiled kindly, it will be taken into consideration that you turned yourself in willingly and that this was a first offence. A relatively minor one at that, she added as an afterthought. Charlotte looked relieved. Now, first of all, do you think that you can identify those bank robbers? Charlotte nodded. Definitely. Good. We'll have you describe them to our artist, who will make a sketch. Then we will have you look through some mug shots. It is very good that you turned yourself in. We have been after these robbers for some time now. This is not their first time, and they are dangerous. Chances are, if you saw them, they got a pretty good look at you, and are still in the area looking for you. Oh, Charlotte sucked in a small, scared breath. So first, tell me the whole story. Well, Charlotte began, it all started when I found this red wig. Charlotte told the whole story again. It was easier this time than it had been when she first told it to Cosmo. Somehow, it didn't seem as bad as she had thought. When she told the policewoman the part about Harry stalking her, the policewoman's face grew very dark and grave. You should make a report about him as well, the policewoman had said. It was the only interruption she had made. Charlotte ended by telling the policewoman about her date with Lewis on Sunday, her last date with Tony, how Cosmo fit in, and how she came to be at the police station. When she was finished, she felt exhausted, but relieved. The policewoman laid her pen and paper down. I think we should take a break. That's only the beginning. There's still lots to do. Can I get either of you a cup of coffee? Tell me where it is and I'll get it, Cosmo offered. He left the room with the policewoman, leaving Charlotte by herself. Charlotte leaned back in her chair and closed her eyes. She felt so very, very tired and wished that she was home snuggled in her bed with Hortense purring beside her. She woke with a start when Cosmo came back into the room. There you go. He handed Charlotte a cup of steaming coffee and gave her shoulder a fatherly pat. Thanks, she said feebly. They sat in silence, sipping their coffees, until Officer Walker came back. Come with me. She held the door open and followed Charlotte out. Officer Walker then led Charlotte to a desk with a young policeman sitting at a typewriter. Officer Gordon here will take your statement about Harry. She pointed to a chair beside the desk, and Charlotte nervously sat down. Officer Gordon smiled pleasantly and began typing as she described Harry, told the officer what Harry had said to her 
when she was acting as Violet, including the address that was on his driver's license, and that she could check his address again on the files at the library. She ended with his behavior earlier in the day, including her suspicions that he had followed her into the church. The officer excused himself and came back with a photo. Is this him? He gave it a quick look and then handed it to Charlotte. Charlotte took the photo into her trembling hands. She had to steady herself to focus on the picture. She handed it back to the officer. That's him. He's been warned before for this same thing. Yes, he told me that. Well, we'll watch him for now. Unfortunately, we can't do more just yet. We don't want anything to change that may warn the bank robbers that you've come to the police. But I had the wig on. Yes, but that's not a guarantee of anything. Charlotte nodded her head slightly to show that she understood. Now, I need to take a statement about exactly what happened when you went to the bank. But, she protested, I told Officer Walker everything. I know. I just need to hear that part again. Charlotte went through it again. It was starting to sound less emotional and more tired and mechanical. When she was done with that, she had to meet with the police artist who drew an amazingly accurate sketch of the robbers from her description. By the time that was done, it was midnight and she was exhausted. There was no need to go through mugshots. As it turned out, the police found them easily from her description. She was told to go home for the evening and to carry on with her date with Lewis the next day, with the red wig on so that everyone could see her. They already had a plain-clothed policeman watching her house, and they would have one watching her all day tomorrow. Hopefully, her appearance would lure the robbers out of hiding and make them easier to catch. Charlotte agreed to the plan, although not without a certain amount of hesitation. Could the police promise her safety? They had reassured her that they could, and that they would. Cosmo seemed to believe them, and so that gave Charlotte a little more faith. Before she could protest any further, the police were putting her into a taxi for home. She waved a sad goodbye to Cosmo and watched him get smaller and smaller as her taxi drove away.